BGML Oncotalks, a podcast series that gives you regular updates on practice-changing news in the field of oncology. Patients with extensive stage small cell lung cancer face a poor prognosis, and in contrast to what happened in other types of lung cancer, the therapeutic progress in this setting has been very limited over the last decades. More recently, however, different clinical studies have demonstrated that immune checkpoint inhibition in combination with chemotherapy provides a life-prolonging treatment option for these patients. One of these clinical trials is the Phase three randomized Caspian trial. During ASCA 2020, Professor Luis Pazarez presented updated results of this trial. To set the scene, Professor Pazarez first talks us through the medical need of patients with extensive stage small cell lung cancer and summarizes the previously presented results of Caspian. Extensive stage uh, small cell lung cancer represents some 70% of the cases of uh, small cell lung cancer. It's characterized uh, by uh, being a very aggressive disease, which is typically responding to chemotherapy in most of the cases, but is progressing very uh, rapidly. So responses are quite transient. So median survival with the standard of care platinum and topocyte chemotherapy is in the range of 10 to 11 months. And survival at two years is in the range of 5 to 7%. So for the last three decades, we haven't seen many advances in this setting, and survivorship is pretty uh, low. So it's a clear and met clinical need. So the Caspian trial is a, a randomized uh, open-label phase 3 international trial that uh, uh, compares three treatment arms, one control arm with platinum nitroposide and two experimental arms of platinum nitroposide plus turbalumab, an anti-PDL1 agent, and the second arm is a chemotherapy platinum nitroposide plus turbalumab plus the control arm is up to six courses of chemotherapy. The experimental arms are four courses of chemo plus immunotherapy and then a maintenance phase of Durvalumab. Importantly, eligible patients for this trial are those with extensive stage small cell lung cancer that had not received prior therapy, good PS 0 to 1, and good life expectancy. And importantly as well, patients with brain meds, if they are asymptomatic or uh, untreated or if they are treated unstable, they are actually eligible for the trial. And uh, the other thing that we should remark is that uh, patients, uh, were, that was an all-comers uh, um, uh, trial. So patients were not uh, restricted to any based on pdl one expression in tumor at all. Some one and a half years ago, we disclosed the initial data of the platinum netoposide plus Durva versus uh, platinum netoposide comparison. There, we have seen a clear improvement in survival for patients treated with Durvalumab plus platinum netoposide as compared to platinum netoposide alone, with a hazard ratio of 0.73 which translates into an improvement in median survival of nearly three months. Of note, the benefit were seen in most of the patients. At that particular time, uh, the intermediate analysis did not show a significant and statistically significant advantage 
for patients treated with Durva plus Treme plus platinum nitroposide as compared to platinum nitroposide alone. And therefore, a, um, the sponsor continued to be blinded for the analysis of this second experimental arm. Which updated Caspian data did you present during the virtual ASCO 2020 meeting? In that analysis, we presented two things. The final analysis of the Treme, Nimumab, plus Durvalumab, plus platinum versus platinum And in addition, we presented an updated analysis of the Durvalumab plus platinum versus platinum comparison. Concerning the Durva plus Treme plus platinum arm, we have seen some numerical improvement in uh, survival with a hazard ratio of 0.82 as compared to platinum but did not reach statistical significance. Importantly, uh, there was also a significant increase in side effects as expected. So the DOCS profile of all three arms were what you would expect based on prior data, and that was consistent with the individual uh, safety profile of chemotherapy, temerimumab, and durvalumab. And of course, as you may imagine, durva plus treme plus platinotoposide was the arm with more side effects, including more patients needing discontinuation, some 20% of the patients as compared to 10% in the other two arms, and also in terms of grade 5. Uh, adverse events, that was 4.5% as compared to 2.5% uh, in the Durva Plus platinum-etoposide uh, arm and 0.8% in the etoposide arm plus platinum alone. The second analysis we performed was the updated uh, analysis of the platinum-etoposide plus Durva versus platinum-etoposide arm, and we continue to see consistent data Significant improvement in overall survival with a hazard ratio of 0.75 in favor of the uh, Durvalumab arm. The, the separation of the curves was kept over the follow-up, and indeed the survival at two years uh, was uh, clearly improved from 14% to 22%. The PFS uh, show also an, uh, better results for the uh, um, Durvalumab plus platinum-etoposide arm, and indeed the, uh, that was particularly true in the long term, where the CFI survival at two years was 11% Durvalumab plus platinum-etoposide as compared to 3% in the control arm alone. Actually, when you put all together the three survival curves, you realize that the two experimental arms after 1.5 years, tend to come together and uh, they show a clear sustained benefit over time, particularly in the long term for patients treated with Durvalumab. So my take in is Durvalumab is actually providing a significant improvement in survival, which is particularly noticeable for patients for, uh, in the long term. Taking into account the results of Caspian and of Empower 133, a trial that successfully evaluated Tocentric in combination with chemotherapy in patients with small cell lung cancer, is it safe to say that immune checkpoint inhibition should be a new pillar of the first-line treatment of patients with extensive stage small cell lung cancer? My taking is that uh, these results are very consistent with the uh, Empower 130 
three, and indeed the atezolizumab trial had data that are very consistent with those. There were some difference, small difference in the design. Indeed, in the Caspian trial, patients were allowed to be treated with cisplatin or carboplatin plus etoposide. So it somehow allows a bit more flexibility on the platinum of choice for the physician, and also actually allow six courses in the experimental arm. That was not the case into the atezolizumab arm. Also, untreated patients with brain metastasis were included in this trial. But overall, I would say each trial validated the results of the other trial. That is the main take Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this BGMO Onco Talk. For more BGMO Onco Talks, please visit us at www.bgmo.be. Until next time!